Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Mountain Miles. So this week, um, I got a I got a text from a, a buddy of mine that listens to the podcast, you know, and and he kind of asked me, you know, to go a little bit more in depth of kind of what what got me into the the snow sports and stuff and all the mountain sports that I do. Um, so that's kind of where I'm going to be going with this episode. And before we jump in, I'm going to jump into this beer that I got for this one. Um, so. Although he's not from Portland, he is from Oregon, and so this one is kind of a a shout out to my buddy, uh, my best friend. Um, you know, he's like I said, he's from Oregon, maybe not Portland like this beer is, but you know, it's it's his neck of the woods. So this one was more or less for him, and he's unfortunately too busy being an adult. Uh, like the rest of us, but uh, he's just busy at work and and couldn't come enjoy this beer with me. But eventually, I'll coax him into it and get him on the get him on the show as well. So uh, I'm gonna be cracking into a Breakside Brewery out of Portland, Oregon, a salted caramel stout. So I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's brewed with salt and caramel, uh, and it's a collaboration with handmade ice cream salt and straw so i'm pretty excited about this one just because number one i love salted caramel anything especially salted caramel and any kind of dark chocolate sign me up number two i love beer so if we're gonna combine those i mean i'm i'm game so let's give it a go uh so it is a little on the this is a little on the heavier side as far as a beer goes, but I'm definitely excited to give it a go. So let's let's try this. Oh yeah, okay, that's awesome. Uh, it's actually kind of weird. I don't I don't get as much as the salty flavor, but you definitely get the uh, definitely get the caramel out of that. So that's cool. Uh, I will definitely, I'm definitely glad I got a, I got a four pack of these. Uh, and I'm also really glad that that comes in a pint. So that's awesome too. Mm. All right. So like I said, we're going to be kind of, like I said, I got a buddy that texts me and he kind of wanted me to talk about, you know, more or less what got me into the, the mountain sports that I enjoy um, first episode, you know, talked about what got me into the podcast. Uh, so this one I'll, I'll start talking about just kind of what got me into to the sports that I enjoy up in the mountains. And first and foremost, I'm just going to I'm going to start off with snowboarding. Uh, it's the one I've been doing the longest. Um, I think I'm coming up on. I mean, I think I was. Thank you, dog. That was appreciative. Um, I think I was, oh man, I want to say I was somewhere between 10 and 12, uh, when I first started snowboarding. Um, so I mean, I'm, I'm coming up on anywhere between 18 and, you know, 16 and 18 seasons. Um, and really why, you know, what got me into snowboarding is, you know, one year, one year for Christmas, I, I. I went out and sitting there by the tree was a was a snowboard, 
you know, snowboard bindings, everything just set up, ready to go. And, you know, I I think I had made a comment about it or, you know, I maybe I saw it in the X Games or something. And I was like, I want to do that. Um, I just remember it was one of those things that I was like, yeah, I, I want to give this a go. It was funny, too, because my dad, my dad was, you know, was like, all right, well, you take snowboarding lessons. You know, I'm going to take snowboarding lessons, too. So, of course, you know, it, it, it right then was going to about to turn into a father-son thing, and we were going to figure this out. And I thought I was going to, you know, immediately pick up on this, and I was just going to be the best. You know, uh, and my dad is old and he's not going to stick it out. And, you know, there's no way. Come to find out my dad actually picked up on snowboarding extremely quickly. Uh, Whether that's because, you know, the years prior he spent surfing, you know, whatever the case was. um, He just picked up on it really, really quick. Uh, Which was was funny because after like the first weekend... You know, he was he was just ready to go. He was up and down the mountain. He was great. You know, fell a couple times here and there, but he was awesome on a snowboard. Uh, me, I absolutely loved grooming the mountain. And by that, I mean I would stay on my heel edge and just glide back and forth the whole time. Um, you know, and, and eventually, you know, after a few times up, you know, I started getting comfortable with, with turning and things like that. And, you know, over the next however many years, my dad and I would just, we would go up all the time and we would, we would try to beat our previous year's record of how many times we went snowboarding. Uh, fortunately enough, when I was, you know, 13 years old, uh, 12, 13 years old, uh, we moved we moved to North Bend, Washington, which is awesome because it was, you know, it was super close to Snoqualmie Pass, um, which is, you know, where I learned to snowboard. Um, and it's still where I go today. Uh, so, you know, we, we moved out to North Bend, which, you know, was really close to Snoqualmie Pass. So we went up all the time. And of course, you know, he had buddies at work. So they would all go up on Thursdays. Now, when they first started going up Thursday nights after work, you know, I, I wasn't really old enough to go at the time. You know, it wasn't until a couple years later and they would go up Thursday nights and I finally got to go and go snowboarding with these guys and, you know, some of them skied, some snowboard, you know, we would all go up and have a good time. Um, and I remember, I remember one, one night, you know, and it's funny, I, I start thinking about it all the injuries that I'm going to talk about that my dad got doing these mountain sports. Um, there was one night, uh, I was like, I must've been, I think I was 16. I had to have been 16 cause I'm pretty sure I had to drive. Um, but I was like 16 or 17 years old and I was up snowboarding, you know, with, with my dad and his work buddies that Thursday night. And, you know, we were, we were up at Alpental and, I remember I get down to the bottom and one of my dad's buddies comes out and he finds me and he's like, Hey man, we got to get back up. We got to get back up to the top. And I'm like, why? I'm like, well, we got to, we got to meet ski patrol. Your dad took a spill and folded his knee. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, you know, we get back up and sure enough, we get up there and they're loading him up in the toboggan. You know, we're, we're like, oh man, what happened? Uh, come to find out, you know, he was, uh, 
is coming down and he he's a little too close to that to that tree line or I you know whatever it was and and there was a hole you know just a deep hole in the middle of the snow that you barely see and he had to stop real quick and he stopped and tried to turn and the edge dug in and he went over and just folded it um so you know first and foremost the concern was that you know I thought he tore something and it was really bad um you know, he, he thought it wasn't terrible, but, I mean, obviously it hurt. I don't know if there was a pop or anything. I just remember getting down, and, you know, that pretty much called it a night and obviously had to go home and explain to my mom what happened. And, you know, so that was an awesome time. Um, but, you know, nothing really ever bad came of that. He, he recovered he recovered relatively quickly from that one. I uh, just, you know, wore a knee brace for a while, like a, you know, like a softer knee brace for a while when he snowboarded just to kind of help with the movement and stuff. And, you know, but other than that, I mean, it, it healed up pretty quick. So that wasn't as bad as, you know, the old collarbone. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, come to, come to realize that, that winter sports were just kind of a, turned into just kind of a family thing. You know, my, my mom was a skier, so she, of course, would go up and, you know, my mom tried snowboarding one time and the one time she tried snowboarding, um, she ended up breaking her wrist, um, which, you know, good for her for trying, uh, but she pretty much stuck to skiing after that. Um, my sister kind of got into snowboarding a little bit and then, you know, just kind of dwindled out and she went up a couple times and, and called it quits from there. Um, and of course, you know, I was fortunate enough to, um, when I was in, when I was in high school, maybe it was middle school. Uh, yeah, I was middle school. We had a, uh, we had like the, the ski bus. Um, actually maybe it was, no, maybe it was high school. Man, I'd really have to think about it now. I think it, yeah, it must've been high school. Um, we had this, uh, we had the ski bus and it used to, the cool thing was, you know, it was like Wednesdays or something, you know, after school, it would, it would take you up to the mountain. You know, you get on, you get to load your stuff, you get to go up to the mountain and you, you get to go snowboarding over the mountain until whatever time. And then it, it takes you back down and the drop off spot was right down the, right down the hill from the house. So, you know, got to do that. And, you know, if you did that, I think you got like discount, uh, for on like a season pass and all that fun stuff. And I mean, you know, ever since, ever since I was a kid, you know, snowboarding was just kind of the thing that I did. And I've, I've been fortunate enough. I've got to snowboard in, in quite a few places and I've gotten to travel to a, a bunch of places for snowboarding and it, and it was kind of nice. I've, I've done a lot of the cool places I've always wanted to go. And, you know, I still have a huge list that I have to check off and eventually I'll, I'll get as, I'll get, I'll get as many of these mountains in that I want and, you know, go to some other countries and, and check those out. Um, I'll always have love for the hometown pride of, you know, summit at Snoqualmie just because it's an awesome place. It's, you know, sometimes it, it does get a little crowded, um, but, you know, a lot of the times you get some good, good runs in at Snoqualmie and they have awesome staff. Um, I got a, I got a friend of mine that works up there, you know, and awesome staff, awesome people. 
and it's just you know it's just an all-around great mountain they've got they've got things for every level you know and and they've got more than just snowboarding and things like that you know they've got nordic trails and all sorts of fun stuff so of course i'm always gonna i'm always gonna love that one um at this point my favorite that i've been to is definitely park city utah that i've you know i've i still have yet to go to the one place that i i want to go to and absolutely find every last path that I can to go down is Breckenridge, Colorado and Jackson Hole. You know, those are those are the two absolute wants. But as of right now, where it stands, Park City, Utah was was by far one of my tops and I had a blast up there. Um you know, so I'll probably, you know, I'm I'll continue snowboarding until my legs fall off at this point. Even then, I'm sure by the time my legs fall off, they'll have some uh, they'll have some cool stuff, you know, that I'll be able to just have, like, legs made into snowboard, like a snowboard, and just continue to go from there. Um, but I absolutely love snowboarding, and, you know, I'll definitely continue that one as long as my body allows. Um, you know, another mountain sport that, I didn't start it as a mountain sport. Um, meaning, you know, meaning to say I didn't, I never thought about riding in the mountains. Um, but one, another mountain sport that I've grown to absolutely love is cycling. And, you know, it's funny. I've got a lot of people that I know that cycle and, or even when I tell people what it's like to climb the mountains, you know, on a bike, people look at me like I'm absolutely crazy, you know, and, and I've got a lot of fun rides that I've done. And my, and once again, that was something my dad and I were into, you know, I, my dad, and my mom got into cycling, you know, some years back. And, you know, I, of course I just I've always ridden bikes. So of course I, I, I was always down to ride a bike. And then of course I found out, you know, this, you know, road bikes you can go fast on. So you know, that was another thing to jump into that, you know, so I'd always been, you know, riding road bikes and things like that. Well, you know, my dad's like, hey, come out to Colorado and, and come ride with me out here. I'll show you, I'll show you what, what true climbing is. And so, you know, I did, I went out and, you know, we started riding and the first ride he took me on, he was like, oh yeah, this is nothing, you know, this is just we're going to go up Dinosaur Ridge and we're going to ride from, from here. We'll ride up Dinosaur Ridge. We'll come down the backside and then we're going to ride up to, we're going to ride up to Red Rocks Amphitheater and then we're going to ride down and, you know, it'll be a really good time. And, you know, I was like, oh yeah, all right. Can't be that bad. Um, yeah, I was not prepared for climbing those, starting it, you know, 5,300 feet of elevation and then climbing to the top of those, you know, it was, it was insane. And, and just riding straight up a hill, you know, you're, you're at six, seven, eight percent grade and you're just going straight up a hill. And then your only break is when you get to the top and it flattens out for a little bit. And then, you know, you go down the backside of Dino Ridge and you get to coast and it feels good and your legs are getting a break. But the second you cross over and you start riding up Red Rocks Amphitheater, 
I mean, you're just back up a hill and there is no brakes. It's just all go, 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 you know? And, and it was interesting because I, at first I was like, this sucks. Why did I do this? But then you, you get to the top and you look out and see how high above everything you are. And you look down and you see where you came, where you rode up from and where you came from. And now looking at the top where you are and not much can beat it. There's not much that can beat it, you know, and then you get to, you get to zoom down. And of course it takes you a quarter of the time to get to the bottom because you're going as fast as you can. Um, and you get to, you get to apex these turns and you get to, you get to rip around these hairpins, like, you know, doing crazy speeds and it's, it's exhilarating. Um, and then my second, my second ride, you know, he's like, okay, that, you know, that was just a little, little mosquito bump, you know, that was, that was nothing. So I was like, okay, well, let's go, let's go, let's go do something. If that's nothing, let's do something. So he goes, okay, we're going to start here and we're going to ride out to Golden. We're going to ride out to Golden, Colorado. Um, and we started at Bear Creek Park. Uh, so he's like, we're going to start at Bear Creek Parkway and we're going to ride out to Golden uh, through Bear Creek. We're going to ride out to Golden and then we're going to climb Lookout. So at the top of Lookout is where um, I believe it's, uh, it's Buffalo Bill is buried at the top of Lookout, you know, and there's you Lookout is basically what it is. You get up to the top and you can look out and you can see you can see you know, all the way out to Denver, you can see Golden, you can, it's just immaculate views, and so it's like, yeah, all right, let's do that. Um, once you get into Golden, and you basically, you take this, you take this left when you come up off the, off the riding path, and you take this left to go up, and you go up a street, and you go up the street, once you start going up this street, it's all uphill. Uh, there is no downhill. There is no brakes. Uh, it starts right there, and it is all uphill from there. Uh, so basically, my dad, we, you know, we get to the bottom of this, and he, he sits there, and he goes, hey, you know, stop and, and fuel up. You know, get, get you some, uh, you know, get your hammer gel in or, you know, get some of the, get some of the energy chews in because you're going to need it. And make sure you're full on water. And the cool thing is, you know, you get out to places like that. And the people that live out there um, are super friendly. And they're great with sight. They're great to cyclists. And they, they keep full water jugs um, out on the sidewalk. So you can cruise by and then, you know, fill up your water. You know, they, whether they're cyclists themselves or not, you know, they, they just kind of keep it out there for everybody because they know especially during the summer you know dehydration is is a killer and you know they want to make sure people are people are safe and healthy you know so and of course we ride early right you got to beat beat a little bit of that sun um plus the rule is you got to be off the mountain by noon because thunderstorms in colorado come out of nowhere especially up in the mountains so you know we we stopped off and this you know these people lived on the corner and they had you know, a couple of those big orange Gatorade coolers full of water, like really cold, like ice water too. It was awesome. Um, so filled up on everything, got some hammer gel in, and then he said, we're going. And so we went. 
Um, and he said, hey, if you need to, if you need to stop, just like, we'll stop. No big deal. Uh, we started going and when it's, when I say it's all uphill, it is all uphill. And I, I think it, you know, I don't think I saw anything below like 6%, uh, 6% grade for, that was the, I think that was the lowest I saw until it flattened out at the top. And, uh, they have, you know, they have what we call false flats where it goes from, you know, you, you, you hit like an 8% grade and you ride an 8% grade for however long, you know, and then it, it drops down to like maybe 4%. You think it's flat because it's so much easier and you can ride it. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it lasts for just a couple of seconds and then you're back on that hill and you go and, you know, and the cool thing about it is that's a better ride in my opinion because there's there's a there's a good amount of switchbacks so it doesn't seem like you're just riding in a straight line you know forever up a hill the switchbacks kind of make it easy it allows you to come up out of the saddle and you know kind of go on the attack and and really push down and pedal hard and um you definitely get it's a hell of a workout you know for for anybody that's never been cycling, truly cycling and, and climbing, it's it is definitely one workout that um, it'll kick your ass, uh, and it's awesome. You know, it, was, it became one of my favorite rides because of that. And as you're riding up these switchbacks, you look off and you look over and you see exactly how far up you are from where you started, um, and you see how you realize you've only gone, you know, a couple miles, but you realize how high you've gained, how much elevation you've gained in just a couple of miles. And it's, it's, it's almost unreal, you know, and you just keep going, you pedal it out. And finally, you know, we get to the top and, oh man, the view was spectacular. And it was a bluebird day, you know, we could see everything and it was just awesome. It was absolutely incredible. You know, and I think the the crazy thing about it too is it was. I don't even think it was. I don't even think that ride was in the summer. I think that was in like February, but it was just a random one of those random warm days that Colorado had. I think it was in February we did that, uh, and I, you know, I had a blast. I loved it. I loved every part of that. And you know, my dad was like, "Hey, you know, you're flying out, bring your cycling stuff. We're gonna go." I was like, "Yeah, all right, let's do it." Um, and it was all. It was absolutely incredible. You know, and. On the way up, there's this cool little coffee shop you stop at in Golden. Um, I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, I'll, I'll remember it. And I'll post it. But it's it's an awesome little coffee shop just kind of out there. And, you know, stop, get a cup of coffee and relax for a minute before you start your ride. Oh, man, that salted caramel style is awesome. But yeah, so, you know, we did that one and, and that right there is seeing that and then realizing that that was only two rides. Uh, one of them up, you know, now what I look at is nowhere near considered a mountain. Just a little hill next to, next to the, next to, you know, just normal everyday people, you know, it's just a little tiny hill. And then you know, riding up Lookout, you know, Lookout Mountain was realizing there is so many more places like that and so many more rides that I could do to really witness 
true beauty of what this country has and, you know, the land that's out there and and the views and all these other spectacular things, you know, as I, I just, I wanted more. So, you know, over the course of the summer, my dad and I would, would venture all these places. He'd take me all these places, you know, we, we would do Deer Creek Canyon, um, which is really cool because you ride through a canyon and you ride up to get to the top. And there's a couple different routes you can go. You know, you can do Deer, you can do Deer Creek Canyon, do the easy route. And you can do what we call Deer Creek Canyon high grade. You know, and that one's a little bit harder. It's got some, it's got some, it's got some pitch that's, you know, 13, 13%. Um, and, you know, on a bike that, that almost looks like a, a wall straight up and down. Um, you know, and of course the all-time favorite and ever treacherous Squaw Pass. You know, watch out for collarbones on Squaw Pass. If you find one, let me know. That's probably my dad's. Um, but, you know, it's Squaw Pass is, is absolutely amazing. Um, I like Squaw Pass because of the length, and then obviously you ride all the way to Echo Lake, and you get to see, you get to look out and see Echo Lake as you're descending down that backside. You know, and it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, and there was one that we never did and we wanted to, we saw a guy doing it and it was awesome. Good for him. But there's a way to get up through Evergreen, Colorado and you kind of come up kind of a back way to get to, and it brings you up to the top of Squaw Pass, but you go up, it's Whittier Gulch is the name of the road. And we drove it because we wanted to see, we brought, we drove it and we brought, you know, the stuff to, to check you know, what the grade, what the grade was. And we wanted to, we wanted to see what it would have been like riding that route. And there were a couple spots that hit 22%. And 22% on a bike is a, you might as well be riding up a a 90 degree wall. Um, it, it's insane. So we, we kind of opted against that. We were like, you know, Especially with the amount of with the amount of sand and gravel on the side of the road there, we just the conditions weren't there. Uh, and I will say, you know, cycling Colorado definitely turned me into a, a prima donna of cycling uh, because now it's really hard to get on my bike and go outside when it's below fifty degrees and sun is not out. Um, but unfortunately, in places like Washington, that doesn't exist. Um, so in the summer, maybe. Um, and then of course, you know, being able to witness the top of Squaw Pass and, and see all that. And, you know, you look out and you can see wildlife, there's deer, there's bighorn sheep, just all these animals just hang out on the side of the road, you know, and they, they don't pay you, they don't pay you any mind and, you know, it's no big deal there, you know, but it's just, it's insane to witness it. So, you know, once again, I mean, being able to know that there are so many more places that I have to experience on a bike is going to keep me cycling just as long as I can snowboard, you know, if not longer. Um, and definitely going to continue to push myself in that just because there's a lot of places I do want to go and they kind of complement each other because I don't cycle as much in the winter, whereas I snowboard a lot. And obviously I don't snowboard in the summer. Um, but that's the time that I spend, you know, all of my free time on my bike. 
So I'll definitely continue to do both of those. You know, I'll go with uh, I'll go with another one that's you know pretty big um, as far as mountain sports go in, in my in my back pocket, and you know it's somewhat of a mountain sport as long as you're doing it in the mountains. So I'll continue to do it in the mountains because it's it's amazing. Uh, but fly fishing. Once again, fly fishing was one of those ones that I was fortunate enough that I got into really young. Um, and, you know, my dad introduced me to it. Uh, there kind of seems to be an ongoing trend here. My dad's been in- introducing me to all of these mountain sports. So definitely going to have to, you know, force him out here to be on this podcast and make sure he can't say no and offer him free food and beer and all sorts of good stuff to, to coax him into it. Um, but, you know, fly fishing was always one of those things that I didn't ever consider it a mountain sport because, you know, when we went fly fishing, we were never in the mountains, you know, when, when I was younger, we were, or I didn't know if we were in the mountains, we were just on a river and, you know, catching all these fish and I knew we had to go near mountains in some of these places. Um, it wasn't until I was, I was 15 and you know, my dad's like, Hey, you're going to come on this, uh, this summer trip. We're going to go fly fishing. You know, the same one I go on every year. I was like, Oh, I was really excited because, you know, it was him and him and a buddy. And we would of course go out and they would, they would go out every year, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. Um, you know, so we went to the Bighorn Mountains in Wyoming. Uh, we would fish, you know, the North Tongue River and Bull Creek and Jester Creek and all these places. And being out there and being in the mountains and fly fishing in, in, in these places was absolutely incredible. You know, a lot of, the, a lot of my my reasons for, you know, continuing to go back and doing all these sports and all these things that I love doing in the mountains and and getting as many of those mountain miles that I can get in is, is the sheer beauty of all of these places. You know, when you're, when you're standing in, when you're standing in a river fishing for, you know, 16 plus inch Yellowstone cutthroat trout and you know you're 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 moving around to get get into all these little areas and you know you can look up and you know 50 yards away from you is a moose and she's sitting there just feeding on the willow is it's just incredible you know, and, and one of the places that we would go, and I was, unfortunately, I wasn't around to be able to go on, on this one that they went on. I was, I had just left for the army. Um, but my dad and his buddy were out, and I mean, they had deer that would walk right up to them. Because they just, you know, they were just there, and the deer would just come right up. Almost like they were tame, but, you know, up in the mountains, they just, it's like these animals know. You know, they're not going to bother. They're not going to hurt me. I'm, you know, I know what time of year it is. Um, but it was crazy. It would just come right up. Some deer would just walk right up. 
you know, and it was, it was wild, you know, he t- took pictures and showed them to me, and it was absolutely incredible, it was awesome, um, so I wish I could have gone on that, but, you know, once I, once I realized fly fishing up in the mountains, you know, that's all I, now I just want to continue to fly fish up in the mountains, and I, there's more mountains that I want to go fly fishing, and, and all these mountain streams, and creeks, and everything running down, you know, I definitely want to work my way up, and see what I can't find up there, too, you know, and um, I've been fortunate enough that, you know, I got to go on a, I got to go on a, I wouldn't, I'd call it more than a hike, but not quite like a backpacking adventure, um, but went out and took a trip and I got to go explore, I guess is a good way to put it, uh, Grand Tetons, you know, and I got to go with my aunt and uncle and, you know, we went out and, and, and did this, uh, did this day trip out to uh, Lake Solitude up in the Grand Tetons, you know, and once again, this one was cool. We were, we were on our way out and we ran into, we ran into a big old cow moose. She was, you know, 25 feet off the trail. Didn't really care that anybody was there walking by, but, you know, of course I stopped and stopped and took a video and, you know, kind of hung out for a second just long enough for her to realize that we were still standing there and then we were like okay time to go because I really don't want her to ruin my life right now and um, but that was that was awesome you know that was a it was somewhere around an 18 mile hike you know however many miles in however many miles out and you know the it was amazing you know hiking through the Grand Tetons you know I'm sure there's a lot of people that can say that they you, they've done it, but you know it was it was cool just to be out there and and just trek through all that and and really experience you know something that I I didn't know if I'd ever get to go enjoy the the Grand Tetons you know and then being able to you know get done with that and then go down to the go down to the brewery down there and and have a beer with my uncle you know that's awesome you know how how much more could you really ask for. You know, so, you know, it's kind of like my, my big things. And of course, you know, the last, the last mountain sport that I, I'll kind of talk about once again, this was just one of those that my dad once again showed me when I was younger is, is bow hunting, you know, um, it started off interesting. I was, I was way too young the first time I went out with him to draw, to draw a bow that would ever put down an animal, you know, maybe a, maybe a bug, might have been able to hit a bug, you know, if I could hit, if I could hit it, you know, I probably, probably, probably get a bug, like a cricket, um, but yeah, you know, I, I was out with him, and, you know, I slowly started to get into that, and now it's, it's one of those things, like, I, countdown on my calendar early season and late season archery every year you know I I look up and I go oh man four more months to go oh man two more months to go oh early season archery is over oh no like a couple months to go we'll be in late season archery I get to go again you know and I'm I'm fortunate enough to you know have the ability to to go into these mountains and and go hunt you know for a variety of animals I've got deer and elk both out here and you know, the goal is to one day is to, 
either get out to Wyoming and, and go hunt for them or I from what I understand is I can I can go hunt them in, in north northeast Washington but I'd like to I'd like to go hunt for moose with a bow I mean that's always been a goal of mine so you know I'll keep plugging away at it until I till something gives and I can't draw a bow back anymore and then I'll figure out how to keep doing it anyway and I'll do what I always do and I won't listen to my doctors when they tell me you need to relax or you're gonna hurt yourself and you know, I'll, I'll learn the hard way like I always do. You know, it's just sometimes you have to. Sometimes you got to be hard-headed. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to continue to do all these and, you know, explore explore the mountains as much as I can. And I, you know, I hope the people that do listen to this podcast, I hope you guys explore the mountains as much as you can because the mountains have so much to offer. And it's it's kind of wild to think about, you know, how much of the how much of the world is covered in mountains and how and how many mountain ranges there are out there to you know to go explore so you know i definitely hope everybody that does listen to this podcast and just everybody in general you know i hope one day in everybody's life they they just take the time to go explore everything that the mountains have to offer whether it be hiking hunting, fishing, snowboarding, skiing, cycling, snowshoeing, uh, backpacking. I mean, there are so many things. And I just hope that, you know, everybody really just takes the, takes the time to, to go experience it. You know, and it's just one of those things. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. There's always... There's always going to be a mountain somewhere that you can go to. So, I mean, I just, I hope people, I hope people get after it, you know, and that's, that's one thing that I, I can only hope. I can't force people to do that, you know? Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely hope the people that do listen to this are, are, you know, avid, avid outdoors people, you know, whether, you know, you like hiking and just exploring the mountains or, you know, you do extreme sports in the mountains. And just, just being out there is is enough one time to see how awesome the mountains can be. Don't get me wrong, they can be just as just as violent as they are calming. But you know, I just hope that it's one of those things that people really people really take the time to go explore. You know, and if any, if any of you guys have, have any suggestions on, on mountain sports that I need to go try, um, please don't say skiing. I tried it once. It absolutely killed my knees. I don't know why. Killed my knees and my ankles. I can't do it. So please don't suggest skiing. I've tried it. Doesn't work for me. Not good at it. I'll stick to snowboarding. But other than that, um, yeah, if anybody's got any suggestions on on mountain sports that I need to do or places that I need to go, you know, any, anywhere, any suggestions I'm always open for. Um, and as I, as I always say, you know, if you want to be a guest and talk about your mountain experiences on here, please feel free, reach out, DM me on Instagram, you know, shoot us a, shoot us an email and we'd, we'd love to have you on this show, you know, share a beer with you, talk about, talk about why you love the mountains and what you do in the mountains and, 
and how the mountains either changed you for better or for worse, you know, what your plans are in the future with the mountains. Do you, are you going to continue to, to enjoy the mountains as long as you can, you know, and go from there. So please feel free, reach out, be guest, come enjoy the time, you know, hang out with me and the, me and the dogs. They're kind of lazy bums, but they love the mountains too. Any chance they get to go hike. Um, obviously they're older, they don't hike that long, so we got to keep the hike short, but any chances they get to go hike, any chances they get in the snow, uh, it's almost hard to keep them inside at this point. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up on that. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing some of my experiences in the mountains and kind of how I, I started getting into all these, these mountain sports that I do. And once again, if you have any, any suggestions on mountain sports, please feel free. I'd love to get out there. I'd love to, I'd love to experience some new sports. Um, but until next time, guys, keep getting in those mountain miles and definitely go check out this salted caramel stout. It's awesome. It is awesome. Um, but yeah, guys, keep getting in those mountain miles and we'll catch you next time. So until then, be well.